You don't need a study to tell you that aging and fatigue go hand in hand. Nevertheless, my friends at Nutritional Therapeutics, makers of NT Factor, point to 16 studies, all peer-reviewed and published in medical journals, showing that NT Factor can reduce fatigue, while at the same time, age-related changes in the cells are reversed. For 30 years, the makers of NT Factor have worked to improve our health spans by focusing on the mitochondria, the energy powerhouses of our cells. Their science shows that NT Factor, which I don't go a day without and recommend to my patients, improves our energy and prevents the deterioration that accompanies aging. It promises that our day-to-day lives will be improved, and they keep proving it in studies that include placebo-controlled trials, both in the academic institutions and in medical practices like mine. You can find NT Factor at your favorite health food store or online retailer, or to order direct, go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Don't let tiredness and fatigue rob your senior years. Invest regularly in the anti-aging benefit of NT Factor at ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your, your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm with Layla Mutin, so we're co-hosting today. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, and we answer questions every week. You can send your question via email to questions at drhoffman.net. Another way you can send us questions is, uh, you know, if you can't write and you just want to talk, you can call 877-726-8255 and record a question for the Intelligent Medicine Radio Show, which airs Saturdays from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time, also appears on Mondays as a podcast, and you'll hear your question and my answer on that podcast. So there's a couple of ways Very to get good. questions to us. Mm-hmm. We've got an email here from Adriana. Hi, I'm a 57-year-old female, and it was two years ago I got a sty. And now I've got another one, and it's the same eye. I believe this might be number seven. Wow. And each time I've had to get it drained by an ophthalmologist. Why do I keep getting styes and chalazians? And can you tell me any possible reason, and how could I prevent this from happening? Okay, so I, you know, I, I think it boils down to immunity, and there's two types, two main types of immunity that are have to do with this. One is local immunity, like maybe there's something wrong, or maybe there's like some kind of duct, you know, malformation in your eyes, or maybe there's some excessive sebum production that you know, like acne that blocks the yeah. ducts you know that uh, release the moisture mm-hmm. uh, and so that's what ends up happening and uh, the other factor is like systemic immunity are you prone to infections generally are you prone to problems in general mm-hmm. um, and so uh, typically the eye doctors will tell you to use a little Johnson baby shampoo on your lashes yes and kind of clean off the excess uh, sebum you yeah. know which accumulates there it's like a sort of a like an oily substance that you secrete yeah uh, which is a lubricant but also can sometimes clog the ducts and mm-hmm. so that's one thing you can do uh, you know it I you could make a case that it has to do with diet because we know that the uh, quality of sebum from in acne changes with your diet. Yeah, and you can actually uh, the oils you secrete are a function of the oils you consume. True. And if you're consuming like real a lot of fast food with a lot of bad quality oil, yeah, you might change the quality of your oils that you secrete That's in true. your eyelashes. That's true. And yep. And as an acne, the avoidance of dairy and the avoidance of sugar 
is very, very helpful. Could make a difference. Could, Could make, make a, a difference. difference yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's, it's not a slam dunk, but it's worth yeah. really cleaning up your diet because it wouldn't hurt to do that anyway. Sure. And, uh, you know, substitute, uh, you know, borage oil and maybe omega-3 oils mm -hmm. as your main uh, fats. Mm -hmm. And, you know... And just to, you know, from a practical viewpoint, Adriana, make sure that, you know, if you're wearing eye makeup, ladies, you need to throw it out after six months. It doesn't, oh. your, your tube of mascara doesn't last for years, yeah. your eyeliner, yeah. all that kind of I thing. I forgot about that. Yeah. It can grow bacteria that could be adding to the mm -hmm. problem, clogging it up. Make sure that when you're cleaning that off, that you're cleaning off the stuff that you cleaned it off with, like all that cold cream, oh. can also be plugging you up. Because remember, that's oil too. Yeah, that's very kind of and it's even greasy maybe issues with sterility too. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you want to take a look at all of that. So thank yeah. you for that question. Good boys to pause because we want to allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you and listen up. You might learn something new. Here goes. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I've partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoppinStore.com. DearHoppinStore.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They are what make Intelligent Medicine a free continuing resource for you. And now back to our questions. Uh, we've got another. Uh, we've got a question here from Andrea. Dr. Hoffman, my sister's been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. She's 55. She has a bit of extra weight. Can you recommend any supplements and suggestions to help her with this? Well, hell yes. In fact, did you not attend the same lecture I attended uh, with Dr. Robert Richard, Roundtree. Yes, right. yes. Who's oh. one of my favorite lecturers, and he's a great guest on the program. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. he, we recently had him on, and mm -hmm. he is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. So rheumatoid arthritis, an autoimmune condition, yeah. right? The looks, we look for inflammation, but we're always targeting also diet, and the primary suspects are typically gluten, mm -hmm. as well as casein, which is the protein found in all dairy. And dairy is anything made from animals' milk. People think eggs are dairy. Right. This might be a holdover from either the milkman or they because come from the a eggs farm. are... There are cows a on a farm. Right. But cows don't lay eggs, last time right. I checked. Right, 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 right. right. This, this is like city people think it's dairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> removing that, removing food allergens, getting on a, a, an anti-inflammatory kind of eating plan. All of this. Right. But a leaky gut is typically the precursor mm -hmm. to most autoimmune conditions, including rheumatoid arthritis. So we arthritis. want to work on the microbiome. The best way yeah. to work on the microbiome is to have like beneficial fiber, mm. uh, which is a substrate for the beneficial bacteria, uh, prebiotic. Uh, so the, I mean, the other 
I mean, nutrients that are important in rheumatoid arthritis, high doses of vitamin D. Yes. Because that can tamp down the autoimmune response. Uh, I like SPM. lots of fish oil, yeah. and especially SPM, specific pro-resolving mediators. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've asked for uh, one of the makers of SPM to provide us with a guest on the subject of SPM, because I think it's one of the best things for really inflammatory conditions. Yeah, and that's been brought up a lot at yeah. this uh, symposium, too, is yeah. how beneficial SPM is. Specific mm-hmm. pro-resolving mediators. What mm-hmm. a great descriptive name. They resolve things. Yeah. And they um, are actually byproducts of metabolism of the omega-3s. Yeah. But they can be further made bioavailable through a process to make them pro-resolving. Yeah, 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 which is really something. And in the case of rheumatoid arthritis, it may be beneficial to remove the nightshade family of and vegetables. And he said, yeah, so yeah, 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 you know, like maybe, yeah, like you know, yeah. it yeah. Could, could help. It doesn't yeah. always, it's not always 100%. The first thing is the gluten and the casein. And if that doesn't take you far enough in resolving any mm-hmm. symptoms or discomfort, yeah. you, then we go well, on to he, the nightshade. He also mentioned intermittent fasting yes. and, and even fasting for yeah. rheumatoid arthritis. And we also know that there is a correlation between rheumatoid arthritis and obesity, because mm-hmm. that generally is associated with uh, some higher susceptibility to inf- inflammation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I would consider um, something like DHEA, yes. because DHEA is anti-inflammatory. Now, mm-hmm. that's not DHA from fish oil. Yeah. It's the hormone DHEA. DHEA. And we can use that both in men and women. Mm-hmm. And, mm, you know... Uh, we could also use the anti-inflammatory, yeah, curcumin, buswellin, you know, the right. family of anti-inflammatories. Yeah, maybe UC two. Adenosine uh, collagen two is, is has more of a reputation for osteo, I think, but I also think it could be helpful okay. in rheumatoid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's something. Cleaning up the diet, all of that. Um, oh, and and another thing I found out during Doctor Roundtree's presentation is that. Ashwagandha is a nightshade. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned that. Yeah, I didn't know that. So if you really want full elimination of nightshades, you want to eliminate, you know, yeah. tomatoes, potatoes, eggplant, green peppers. All uh, peppers. Peppers. All peppers. Uh, I, you know, black we pepper. have this back and forth, you and I, about whether smoking is um, a... Tobacco is a nightshade. Yeah, but it, it's not like you're eating it. You're, But sure. there's no question that smoking mm-hmm. makes... Rheumatoid arthritis worse. Smoking makes everything bad. Yeah, it, and he showed a slide which shows that smokers have a higher rate of rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. And my mother had terrible rheumatoid arthritis, and she was a smoker. I also found when I finally got around to checking her vitamin D, she kept saying, "Oh, it's too expensive. They, Medicare doesn't cover it." I said, "Mom, I'll send you the seventy dollars for the test. You don't take the test yeah. already." She yeah. took the test. She had a, a vitamin D of seven. <gasps> this is living in Southern California, where oh. it's like sunny all the time. Because she was, uh, you know, very limited in her mobility, she stayed yeah. inside all the time. Yeah, which is typically what we find, even in people living in nursing homes. They've got the lowest amounts yeah. of vitamin D because yeah. they don't get out. It, even or people who a, a are a person homebound. in a nursing home in Phoenix, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah yeah, 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 gotta go outside. All right, so there you go, Andrea. Okay, all right. Oh, we've got a great question here from Jill. As carnivore diets are becoming more and more popular, can you support that a carnivore diet gives you all the nutrients you need? 
I know you say that you are what you eat eats. Certainly carnivore is better with grass-fed and organic meat, of course. Mm -hmm. What are adults missing on this diet? Vitamin C? That could be one. Do we really need fiber? Some say no. Hmm. Also, I'm worried for the antioxidants missing in this diet. Please discuss. This Let, is a topic for three more podcasts. It's, it's a great I, question. I love it. it. But what I will say is, and I'm not that, you know, I think you can do a deeper dive on what the nutrients that are missing and maybe, yeah. you know, just like vegetarians need to supplement certain things. Right. I like think people on a carnivore iron, diet may exactly. need to supplement certain they may, things. They need a, some more vitamin C. Yeah. They may need a little more folate. They may need some calcium. But I will say is like that, that. Uh, humans are very uh, supple. We're designed to be omnivores. We're designed to mm -hmm. adapt to conditions readily. Yeah. And so it may be that in our ancestry, there were times of the year where there wasn't a lot of vegetarian and then we vegeta uh, vegetation yeah. and we had to subsist on the game that Just was Just meat in the dead of winter yeah. for several months. And certainly like Eskimos do that. Yeah. Although it could be argued that some of these tribes get their uh, fiber and vegetables by eating the stomach contents of ruminant ah. animals, you know. Okay. Uh, you know, so okay. I mean, they, it sounds yucky, but they yeah. do. And the other thing about a carnivore diet, you're really eating nose to tail. You're not just having yeah. the muscle meat. Which is important. Because the organ meat, you know, you want, you're looking for folate. Mm -hmm. You're not having any leafy vegetables or anything, right? Or orange or red vegetables. You're getting folate in the liver. Right. The liver. You're also example. getting a lot of uh, what are called exosomes from the organs. Mm. And these actually may play important roles in health that muscle meat is a rather narrow spectrum type of yeah. uh, protein. And these organs are repositories of some of these substances, which we're, you can't even characterize them as vitamins. They're like substances that may have benefits, uh, like some of these plant compounds. Right, so, right, right, right. And the other thing, and this is what I really loved about the book, and I know you interviewed her on podcast, Dr. Georgia Ede, the psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, the book uh, Change Your Diet, Change Your Mind, something like that. I may have that title wrong, yeah, but I really, really dove in. Yeah. And she goes into the nutritional science. And Did how, I call it? I brought you that book. And yeah, like, you and, like, and, and, and I couldn't put I, it down. I, I, had you, it. I had you at hello yeah, on that. <laughs> that was it. Right, <laughs> that yeah, was it. Right, right. So I'm diving in. She's talking about how nutritional epidemiology isn't the greatest or anything like that because we're relying so much on recall and how many, you know, how many uh, potatoes did you eat over the last five years or apricots or yeah, yeah. who remembers anything yeah. that they ate last week, right? So it's a lot of um, recall bias. It's a lot of I want to give you the right answer bias. I want you to like me it, bias. Look, it's also, I mean, some of, the, some of the places, even yeah. like Harvard, who churn out. Yes. Uh, the Walter Willett, for yeah, instance. Who churn out these studies would say, you know, eat a plant-based diet. You know, you look at their their underwriting, and they're underwritten by uh, you know the like the the, the faux meat companies, yeah, the, you know beyond true, beyond meat true, companies. True. And another point she makes, which I thought was extremely brave, and I love this, is that meat is easy to digest. How many patients have come into our office over the over the years and decades, Doctor Halpin, saying, "Oh, I can't eat meat; it's hard to digest." That's actually not true. Yeah. It could be if you've been vegan for a right. long time and you're not making protease yeah. enzymes yeah. so much anymore. We need to readapt your body to that. But meat is actually easy to digest. And she talks about how plant foods protect themselves with fiber and maybe lectin and 
Tryptase inhibitors. Yes. Yeah. Like Uh, these are anti-nutrients, tannins, all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. How they protect themselves. These are actually the foods that are harder to digest. Right. And she makes this argument really, really beautifully. Yeah. I wish I could. You know, I just thought that was so great. Yeah. Anyway. So, but so the, it's the really point being is that for it, what about. she's saying is, you know, not it's not for everyone, but no, it's not. If you're having like a psychiatric issue, yeah, and you know, you could go to keto, which yeah. has demonstrated benefits. But if you want to take it one step further, and he, she has uh, anecdotes in there. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of studies yet on this, but yeah. anecdotal information that some people when they switch to carnivore, they get. An incremental benefit over just keto alone. Yeah. 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 And it could be their intolerance to the certain. It could change the microbiome. It It could reduce leaky gut. All of that kind of stuff. You know, we don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think it's absolutely fascinating. And, you know, for somebody with truly intractable. You got to eat liver for the folate. You have to eat nose to tail. Nose to tail. And you also have to supplement. Eat some kidneys what, you and hearts. should supplement with vitamin C, perhaps, right? Yes, I would supplement. Are you going to get some vitamin C, C from liver? Uh, you might get tiny amounts. Okay. You can get tiny amounts here and there. It may yeah. not be enough. Yeah. So. No, because typically, I mean, look, yeah. this experiment has been done. Uh, Lewis and Clark, mm-hmm. I mean, for long periods of time, uh, they went, uh, and of course, the, the sailors, you know, uh, before the era of. Uh, uh, James Lind, who discovered the vitamin C mm-hmm. and, and gave the sailors limes and so that they could suck on the limes. Call to get them the limeys. Yep. Call them limeys. Yeah. But before that, you know, you ate basically biscuits and hardtack. Yeah. Or Lewis and Clark, uh, the men suffered from, uh, something Scurvy. called, um, uh, it was called rabbit starvation. Oh. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is when you simply consume Lots of lean meat, which is the way that meat is naturally in the, in the, they call it, uh, the hunger months or the starvation months. You yeah. know, it's like after the winter when the animals have consumed their stores of fat. Yeah. And so you, you shoot a <laughs> rabbit or you shoot an antelope or something and They're you consume lean. that. They're very lean. You just get protein and no fat. Yeah. And what will happen is you will rapidly go downhill <clears throat> because all you have is protein. Mm-hmm. And these men were, they had plenty of ammo. They had plenty of gunpowder. Yeah. They had bullets and the animals were naive. So the animals would just go up to them. They've never seen a human and it would like not be gun shy. And they would just shoot them and eat them. Mm-hmm. They had plentiful food. They were starving. They, were they starving. also developed scurvy. Yes, yeah. Because there was no vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they should have been savvy like the Indians, uh, the Native Americans who would teach them, hey, you know, you should eat some of these berries. Right. You know, they taste really sour, but yeah. that, that's a good thing to eat. But Take like, that perfectly grilled lamb chop and squeeze some fresh lemon juice on it or something. Yeah, I mean, no. or <laughs> wild berries or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. So... It's that uh, kind of a thing. So it, it is, it's tricky to do that kind of diet. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think, you know, when I, when I need to have somebody try a diet like that, I send them over to you and you kind yeah, of work it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the other thing that I found fascinating, because I never thought of this before, is that our diet may dictate what is conditionally essential. Okay. So if you're eating a certain type yes. of diet, yep. you may not need all of that other stuff. Yes. As opposed to when you're eating very, very plant-based, 
because of those anti-nutrients, you need more of these particular micronutrients, like, for example, iron. Okay. We're not going to get a whole lot of iron from spinach, from peas, from lentils because of the phytates. Phytates, which bind the which iron. Which bind yeah. minerals like iron, yeah, and yeah. we don't absorb as much. We get more from heme iron, right. which is an animal protein. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to get more iron from liver or from a steak mm -hmm. or something like mm -hmm, that. Then, mm -hmm. So it's what is conditionally... Uh, needed, yeah. which I find, and you can turn on and turn off some of the right uh, your your body's uh, production or. Uh, it's like being vegan. You need more iron. You need more B twelve. Right. You need more of that. You need. You're not going to get any carnitine anywhere. You're not going to get any, for example. So it could be conditionally essential. And mm -hmm. I just I just find that whole approach fascinating. I look forward to learning more about that as well. And it really, it, it kind of underlies the concept of personalized nutrition. Yes. Different strokes for different folks. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So. Okay. Yeah, this is a great question, Jill. So, uh, there we go. Well, let's see if we, maybe we can do some more on carnivore nutrition since that's a subject. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to be talking to Gary Taubes, who's a low-carb guy. I'll talk to him oh, a little bit yeah. about that next time uh, this yeah. month. So, that'll be fascinating. All right, so we've got a question here. Oh, from Marianne. Marianne says, I had an emergency laparoscopic appendectomy last April. It was for a burst appendix. And the doctor doesn't know why, but I was in incredible pain for months. I hope it didn't leave anything in there. Oh, that's a terrible thing I just said. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I had such a horrible time recovering. It was excruciating. Needless to say, I lost a lot of muscle due to nine months yeah. of inactivity. Mm -hmm. I'm 5'1", I weigh about 100 pounds, yep. but I'm very, I'm gaining fat everywhere. Okay. So I got, a, I got a, yeah. a couple of theories on this. Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, whenever you have a very serious illness, yeah. you know, your body kind of goes into conservation mode mm -hmm. and you may slow your metabolism because the body feels threatened and therefore it socks on fat. Mm -hmm. It's like a crisis, the body, you know, it's a shock to the body. Yeah. And yeah. she hasn't overcome that. Uh, the other thing is she can't exercise. So if she was accustomed to high levels of exercise and she's not exercising, she's going to accumulate body fat. But here's yeah. another one. This is important. Is, and oh, by the way, the pain that's associated with that is when you have like a simple appendectomy, the appendix hasn't burst and the infection is localized and it hasn't spread to the, the uh, to peritoneum, which is the inner surface of your abdomen mm -hmm. and uh, so there's not a lot of aftermath of pain you know you can be mm -hmm. you know walking you know on your own in a couple of days but if you have a burst appendix uh, it spreads have. infection throughout your abdomen and it creates adhesions mm -hmm. and these adhesions tug and pull uh, they're just like a sticky mess oh, of scar tissue within your uh, yeah. intestines and it kind of kind of glues your intestines to your abdominal wall and there's a lot of traction and pulling okay. and that can be super painful. Sometimes they have to go in and do a subsequent surgery called lysis of adhesions, just like try oh. and clean that up. Mm -hmm. So that could be the pain. Uh, the other thing that clearly has happened is you get a ton of antibiotics when that happens because yeah. this is like you, without modern antibiotics, that is a death sentence. Yeah. And so you need intravenous antibiotics, the most powerful antibiotics over a long period of time, mm -hmm. that can, and and 
probably oral antibiotics, mm -hmm. that completely change your microbiome. Mm -hmm. And we know that the microbiome has something to do with metabolism. Yes. And so, for example, when you take, uh, you transfer the uh, stool of a obese human to a normal mouse, that mouse will just get fat. Yeah. It changes their metabolism. Yeah. And so there have been cases of people getting fecal transplants for a condition like uh, C. difficile or, you know, some serious uh, gastrointestinal problem. And the gastrointestinal problem gets better, but they get fat mm. because they got it from a donor who was susceptible to was obesity. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they got to screen the donors. The donors cannot be obese. Right. Right. Even if they're healthy. Yeah. So uh, I think there may be some microbiome problems that are causing that. So what would we do practically? Uh, you know, I, I think this is a case where you know, we're talking about acromansia, mm. which is that thing that actually helps to yeah. uh, generally, you know, if, if epidemiologically, if you look at people who are sick in various ways, you know, obesity, metabolic mm -hmm. problems, they have very low counts of acromansia. And people who are metabolically healthy have like five or ten percent acromansia. So, uh, and then, you know, okay, that's correlation. But can we actually demonstrate that feeding people acromansia uh, restores metabolism? And that's been demonstrated in patients with diabetes. It actually improves blood sugar with no other dietary change. Which is so encouraging. Yeah. Honestly. So, so yeah. that and I think is going getting, on. Marianne's getting adequate protein. She's eating in a low carb fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's taking some whey protein. Well, she had a lately. shock to the system. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. That's a Billy that's Idol song. Something. Shock to the yeah. system. You know that yeah, Billy. Think, I, you know the Billy Idol song. Shock to the system. I don't think. No, you don't know that the doesn't, That doesn't okay. ring. You're a musician. I know, but that song in particular, I don't, okay. is not ringing a bell. <laughs> I like Billy Idol. The other thing is antibiotics too. Is when they feed it to factory farmed animals, it helps with their. It, it makes them fatter. Fatter. It, it helps with weight fatter. gain. Yeah. And that again, the microbiome. Children who receive saying. antibiotics are more likely to yes. be overweight or have uh, diabetes. Yeah, yeah. And Marianne, you know, uh, strength training is helpful as long as you're not. You know, she did start strength training again, but she feels like she's gaining fat anyway. You just have to keep at it. Nine months is a long time to be inactive, so you need to be a little patient with yeah. yourself. There's a comeback trail. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So just keep at it and we hope you feel better. We have time for like one more question if we want to wrap uh, it up. How out. much leucine? If I'm, I'm told everywhere that I need to be getting leucine and I keep hearing that the leucine threshold is not based on a person's weight. So wow. that's kind of technical. Leucine I, threshold. Yeah. How might should I be supplementing with a little extra what, leucine? What at would each be meal? what would be the rationale for taking leucine? Uh, well, it leucine is one of the branch chain amino acids. Mm -hmm. Leucine, and, isoleucine, valine. Right. So what about the other two? Well, leucine in some studies has been shown to counteract sarcopenia. So mm -hmm. for example, we saw a patient who is weak and sarcopenic yeah. today, seventy mm -hmm. nine year old male. And he's progressively weakening and having trouble walking. Mm -hmm. You know, and, he's, and if you look at his thighs, his thighs are like my forearms. You know, yeah. and uh, he's, in a sense, uh, you know, he's wasting away. 
got some medical problems. Yeah. And so I wanted to give him uh, separate leucine, but instead I gave him branched-chain amino acids That's to put it. in his shake. Yeah. I want him to take a protein shake. I want him to take leucine. Some studies show that leucine has the ability to enhance... Uh, to slow sarcopenia. It's it's included in, in some formulas for uh, restoring uh, muscle mm-hmm. uh, strength, you mm-hmm. know, and, and athletes take branched-chain amino acids, exactly. too. Exactly. And, Lisa, that may be your way, is to take a, your way. <laughs> Excuse the pun. Unintended <laughs> to get some branched-chain amino acids. Just take a branched-chain amino acid supplement every day. You get And I can't tell you, I, I'm really... I don't know, is there a formula for it? I can't tell you. I think maybe somewhere the sweet spot is somewhere between 500 and 1,500 milligrams of, of leucine, I think, or for some, an adult. Yeah, two, two, two and a half to three grams of leucine. Uh, because oh, that we much? Because we need to get at least one gram of, of protein per pound of body weight. And okay. As we get older, that's right. what needs to happen because the RDA needs to change for older people, and she's concentrating especially on leucine. Okay, so. so presuming that she's going to get some leucine from muscle meat, yeah, right, yeah, because it's muscles to muscles, yeah, uh, you know, muscle meat is rich in the branch chain amino acids, right, right, and so she's going to get some of that, and then she can supplement with like maybe fifteen hundred a day, and then she'll get the requisite amount, That's probably. It. That should be it. Do yeah. your strength training. You should be on your way. And so. then you know, and also. At a certain age, you know, if you want to restore muscle, you can use mm-hmm. some anabolics. I mean, I've got this guy on anabolic. I've got him on testosterone and DHEA uh-huh. uh, because these are anabolic, you know, because you can, you can take all the protein in the world, but if it doesn't convert into muscle because you have your hormones are, are like flat, you need anabolic hormones yeah. to yeah. build muscle. So. so Lisa's a 65-year-old woman, and she says, I've also been doing strength training, and I'm proud to say... I now have muscles in my arms for the first time in my life. Woo-hoo. At 65, hey, it's never too late, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, good deal. All you right. Know, that's very, that should give you loads of encouragement right there. She's got guns. You could do it. She's, She's got, got gun- guns. guns. Lisa's got guns. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Flex those biceps for us, Lisa. Right. All right. Okay, nice to hear. All right, so uh, that's all the time that we have allotted for today. So uh, what can we say in conclusion? We encourage people to send questions. Yes. Okay. To questions at drhoffman.net. And just, you know, you're already, uh, you're already listening to this podcast, so clearly uh, you can, uh, you're aware that you can follow our podcast on your favorite podcast app, whether it be uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify. Get new episodes every weekday if you subscribe. Uh, follow me on Facebook and Twitter, otherwise known as X, for the latest health news and fully vetted product recommendations. Uh, and please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Intelligent Medicine newsletter for in-depth articles on the most relevant health stories. Layla and I work hard on yes. those articles. What's your article this week? Uh, it will be on tips for getting ready for pregnancy, for optimal pregnancy. Okay, and I'm giving a recap yeah. of my uh, Costa Rican adventure Mm-hmm. Uh, with a focus on uh, health-related uh, issues that yeah. I discovered down there, because uh, uh, Costa Ricans are oh, a healthy right. lot. That's going to be mine. Is going to be next week. This week is is about high triglycerides, lowering high triglycerides. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's what's on there now. What's on there now? Next week will be more. But about by the pregnancy. time people listen, won't this the one that you the next one will post? No, that will be next week. So the one you're oh. talking about, the Costa Rica one, will post. 
by the time they hear this oh, podcast. Okay, great. Okay. Costa Rica and the triglycerides. So, yep. Yeah, if you subscribe, you get it in your inbox. So it's easy right. to subscribe. Just go to drhoffman.com. You'll be prompted to uh, enter your email if you so choose. I mean, some people like, you know, don't bother me. Fine, you can still read the newsletter. Uh, yeah. You don't have to even give us your email. Just go to drhoffman.com mm-hmm. and you can click on the drop down menu which says read. Read. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. All right. Very good. All right. Uh, thanks, Layla, for thanks, uh, joining us. And uh, we wish you a safe and healthy week uh, until next week when we will do yet another Q&A with Layla. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.